you beautiful souls. This is Christina with Karma's Eye Psychic LLC here on Universal Spirit Podcast. Today we are going to be talking about Mars and Jupiter, Sagittarius and Aries. In our third season of talking about our spiritual place in this universe and we are talking about planets and astrology in this series just trying to build some relevance um, to the awareness of the planets the movements the signs that they govern and how they affect our daily lives our monthly lives or whichever and you know why the movements are so important to us and how they affect us um when we consider ourselves having a psychic reading when we say you know what is the spiritual weather well there is such thing as planetary weather um you can find all the updates on karmazaipsychic.com um if you go to the moon uh phase and retrograde calendar i have a whole calendar dedicated to every year um, from now. It's basically like an astrological almanac um, of how things and how the planets are moving, the retrograding going direct, um, and which zodiac signs and what the, the, the sign of the moon is going to be in um, and how it's going to affect us and affect our placements. You know, like I said before, in the first episode, we are all 12 houses. So, you know, you find a sign uh, or a planet that is in, you know, those houses, you can get a really good idea of what it's going to affect, um, whether good or bad, as to how the planets um, are moving around each other, how they are in alignment with each other, how they are, you know, opposing each other, you know, and how they're conjunct um, and how they are communicating um, with each other um, because it has a lot to do with how we communicate and how when we bump into certain situations and people um, and how we are developing, you know, every part of us mentally, emotionally, physically and spiritually. I know talking about Mars and Jupiter is going to be a little extra interesting um, because they mention it in that song, The Age of Aquarius, um, that was sang by the Fifth Dimension back in 1967, that when these two planets in particular um, are aligned with each other, that means great change occurs. Um, Good things uh, could be bad things and destructive things, but these two planets go neck and neck with each other um, to basically create something drastic and very dramatic um, together, which would make sense because Jupiter being the ruler of Sagittarius, which is a fire sign, and Mars being the ruler of Aries, which is the god of war, you either find yourself in a hot mess or a steamy sexual situation and extremely positively motivated. Either way, some deep, courageous action is going to be taken when these two are mentioned. All right, so let's get into it. So Mars, Mars, the red planet, right? The, the, the one that's next to us, uh, the little red planet. Um, Mars is the ruling planet of Aries and Scorpio, um, and it is exalted in Capricorn. Mars is the Roman god of war and bloodshed, whose symbol is a spear and shield. Both the soil of Mars and the hemoglobin of human blood are rich in iron, and because of this, they share its distinct deep red color. Um, He, um, Aries or Mars, was second in, in importance only to Jupiter and Saturn. Due to Mars being the most prominent of the military gods worshipped by the Roman legions, which would make sense. Um, Also, um, goddess Diana uh, or Artemis. 
Um, Mars orbits the sun in 687 days, spending about 57.25 days in each sign of the zodiac. That's a lot of days. <laughs> it is also the first planet that orbits outside of Earth's orbit, making it the first planet that does not set along with the sun. Mars has two permanent polar ice caps during a pole's winter it lies in continuous darkness chilling the surface and causing the deposition of 25 to 30 percent of the atmosphere into slabs of co2 ice which is basically dry ice so the conditions in the weather of this planet are very extreme they are very hardcore it is either super hot or super cold and being out of an orbit that does not orbit with the sun means mars does what the fuck it wants which if you have ever met an aries basically the same thing <laughs> astrologically speaking mars is associated with aggression confrontation energy strength ambition and impulsiveness mars governs sports competitions and physical activities in general the first century poet Menelaus, whoever described the planet as ardent and as the lesser maleficent whatever <laughs> in medicine mars presides over the genitals the muscular system and gonads okay let's just face it gonads <laughs> it was traditionally held to be hot and excessively dry and rules the chloric humor Okay, look it up, Google it, some science term that I really don't know. It was associated with fever, accidents, trauma, pain, and surgery. Literally, wow, that totally makes sense if you've ever studied Aries um, and Aries um, characteristics. Um, being the gonads, definitely having the, the balls basically to do things with aggression. Bravery is one thing they left out here uh, because I know for sure it is it has to be of bravery because war is something that you do not just go into. You need you need a pair. <laughs> In modern astrology, Mars is the primary native ruler of the first house. Traditionally, however, Mars ruled both the third and tenth houses and had its joy in the fifth house. While Venus tends to overall relationship atmosphere, Mars is the passionate impulse and action, the masculine aspect, discipline, willpower, and stamina. Basically, Mars can go all night, guys. <laughs> Mars rules over Tuesday, and in the Romance languages, the word for Tuesday often resembles Mars. Um, in English, Tuesday is a modernized form of, of Tears Day. Um, Tear being the Germanic analog of Mars Dante Alighieri, associated Mars with the liberal art of arithmetic. Okay, In Chinese astrology, Mars is ruled by the element fire. Duh, okay, which is passionate, energetic, and adventurous. In Indian astrology, Mars is called Magala and represented energy of confidence and the ego. Okay, so you guys just got a whole big whiff of Mars, which so far I would say is one of the most uh, um, interesting of the planets so far. No offense to all the other planets and zodiacs, but let's face it, Mars is really, really like the spade player where if Mars is going to get involved, you better come high or stay home because they're going to bring all they got. Okay, uh, one little thing that I will say amongst my astrology um, 
studies is that whenever you have Mars and Aries in that house in particular, so your Aries house or your Mars house happens to have Aries in it, it's basically like sharpening a knife every day when you wake up, not knowing who the knife is for, but you're ready to defend yourself, right? It's kind of like you wake up every day and you look at your hands and you're just like, wow, I would really hate for someone to catch these hands today because they're ready. They're ready for whoever needs to catch them. Because Mars basically rules your motivation, right? Mars will rule your physical energy, your drive, strength, and your fighting spirit, okay? Your passions, you know, the things that you really long for, what you're willing to go after, um, the long-term, you know, goals that you have, um, and the work you're, you're willing to put in for it. All know that Aries are passionate people. If you happen to find Aries anywhere in your houses, in your chart, um, it is the energy around you that is dynamic and spontaneous. Um, it is crusading, impulsive action um, is likely and also adventurous. Um, so find out where you have Aries in your chart. Find out what's in your Mars. Um, see, you know, what sign is there? Maybe that could be the explanation as to why you might not be driven or you could be too driven. You know, there's a lot to say about our motivations, a lot to say about our stamina. You know, why do we get bored? Check and see what's going on in your, in your Mars. Um, see where Aries lies in your chart. You could have Aries in, you know, your love and relationship and you go, you go hard too soon or too quick or too fast or you love so deep, um, or you find love and relationships to be competitive. If not, you might consider love to be a sort of battlefield, um, which Aries and Mars approach basically every situation. So, you know, that's an interesting thing to definitely look up. Um, if you are concerned or, you know, maybe just curious as to why maybe might be a relationship addict. And if you are, that might be a explanation for it. Anyway, we're going to move on. So Mars in Roman mythology is just Mars, the god of war. Um, it is the Greek god Ares. Um, it is the Armenian god um, Kravari, um, and the Hindu god Mangala. Um, and there is no Egyptian god for it. I guess Isis still falls under that. Um, in European uh, culture, it is just the god of war. Lastly, Mars is described as the planet of action. Uh, the red planet, after all, should be pretty fiery. Mars does not disappoint. Energy, passion, drive, and determination are all right up Mars's alley. The planet commands you, does not give you an excuse, to stand up, be noticed, and get things done. Sitting on the sidelines belongs somewhere else in the heavens. Simply put, Mars speaks to the powers of confidence, expression, um, and individuality. Ambition and competition are also within Mars's realm. Whether it be at work or on the field of play, Mars... Mars encourages us to face challenges and to do and be our best, or if not, better. Aggression is part of the plan here, although Mars also values courage and honor. Assertion and to be daring and fearless is also in the nature of this energy. 
So there you go, guys. Literally, I've already gotten halfway through this podcast to see why this duo is so extreme, right? That's just Mars and that's just Aries. So now we're going to move on to Jupiter. Um, for those of you who don't know, it happens to be the planet of like good luck and recreation and vacation happens to be ruled by Sagittarius, which you know, it's a little bit surprising because, you know, Sagittarius is adventurous, but it's kind of like, yeah, adventure, but we need vacation. We need to take a break and just do stuff that we want to do um, because Sagittarius is inherently selfish, but like in a good way because it understands the love of self to do good things for self while doing good for others. There is a very positive balance here with Sagittarius and Jupiter. See if Jupiter falls in any of your houses um, in your chart or what you know, what sign is in your Jupiter, right? We all have the planets, but um, this would govern like your confidence, your courage, your self-belief, belief, and also your luck. So for those of you who believe they have bad luck, check to see what sign is in your Jupiter. Check to see where Sagittarius is in your chart. Because um, if it rules your confidence, I mean, you, having a sign most likely like, you know, cancer in there, you know, would be good for being, you know, cancer is a rebel, you know, in your confidence. It's kind of like, yeah, we get things done and we have a smile on our face, win or fail. Um, Sagittarius is the energy um, and power, superior confidence and enthusiasm with faith good fortune, and most of all, authority. Like, are you going to say no to a Sagittarius? I don't think so. Okay, even with a smile on your face, um, smile on their face, um, no, that's like the kiss of death right there. We don't say no because they don't make it easy for you to say no to them. They are not super abrasive, but let's face it, they come with a goal, and their goal is going to be met. With a smile, without a smile, it's happening. Right, whether you know it or not, it's happening. Ever met a Sagittarius? Let's just say, very interesting. Uh, definitely, uh, Greek mythology, you know, has depicted as the half man, half horse, half centaur, where half um, any type of animal with hooves. Um, it has been variable throughout time. Some horses, some fawns, you know, some donkeys. Um, it has been variable throughout time. So let's get into it. So let's check out this second planet in this dangerous duo all right jupiter jupiter is the traditional ruling planet of sagittarius and pisces and it is exalted in cancer like i had just mentioned just a moment ago in classical roman mythology jupiter is the ruler of the gods and their guardian and protector and his symbol is the thunderbolt like literally shocking right um, the Romans believed that Jupiter granted them supremacy because they had honored him more than any other people had. Because Sagittarius is love praise. Jupiter was the fount of the auspices upon which the relationship of the city with the gods rested. Um, he is personified in the divine authority of Roman's highest office internal organization and external relations his image in the republican and the imperial capital bore regalia associated with the room's ancient kings and the highest counselors um, imperial honors which basically means he was the god of all gods so jupiter in roman mythology is basically the god of the universe um not so much the sun it's like Jupiter is in control of everything. He grants um, who decide, he decides who is in 
in charge or not. Um, and it has a lot to do with how much you praise, how much you praise him. So you praise him a lot, um, you get a lot. He's almost the god of karma, but still discriminatory in a bit where his ego has to be fed, obviously. Okay. In the same way, the planet Jupiter is the king of the other planets. Um, a giant in size with spectacular, brightly colored clouds and intense storms. Some astronomers believe that it plays an important protecting role in using its massive gravity to capture and expel from the solar system many comets and asteroids that would otherwise threaten Earth and the inner planets. Jupiter takes 11.9 years to orbit the sun, spending almost an Earth year 361 days in each sign of the zodiac. Furthermore, Jupiter is usually the fourth brightest object in the sky after the sun, the moon, and Venus. Um, but yes, um, physically, Jupiter is in fact in our solar system the absolute largest planet um, in our galaxy, in our solar system structure. So that, um, it was in fact a thing that they had discovered centuries and centuries ago, um, as to say that that was the God of gods, that was the source of all life, not the sun. In fact, that Jupiter was much bigger than the sun previously, you know, been documented that they thought that Jupiter was bigger than the sun, um, and to worship it as such as a God. Astrologically speaking, Jupiter is associated with the principles of growth, expansion, healing, prosperity, good fortune, and miracles. Jupiter governs long distance and foreign travel, big business and wealth, higher education, religion, and the law. Like I said before in my previous podcast episodes, guys, I have four houses in Sagittarius in my chart. So if I got to take someone to court, we're going. There is no backing down with Mars and Aries. Anyway, enough about me. Um, it is also associated with the urge for freedom and exploration as well with gambling and merrymaking, which is basically rubbernecking, you know, try to tie a Sagittarius down to a relationship. Ain't gonna happen. All right. <laughs> um, the first century poet Manilius described Jupiter as temperate um, and benign and the greater benefit. It was regarded as a warm and moist in nature and therefore favorable to life, that it was possible to have life on Jupiter as it was on Earth. However, this is an error. In modern astrology, Jupiter is the primary native ruler of the ninth house, but traditionally Jupiter was assigned to both the second and ninth houses, the house of values and the house of beliefs respectively, and had its joy in the second house of good luck. Jupiter rules over Thursday, and in the Romance language, the name for Thursday often comes from Jupiter. Um, Dante Alighieri associated Jupiter with the liberal art of geometry. In Chinese astrology, Jupiter is ruled by the element wood, which is patient, hardworking, and reliable. Um, but, guys, will also go up in flames and be a tight bit dramatic. <laughs> in Indian astrology, Jupiter is known as Guru, um, and it's known as the great teacher. Uh, let's face it, try to take down a Sagittarius in their vocabulary. A Sagittarius, um, Jupiter-ruled people will always beat you down with their vocabulary. They know some of the most exciting, like just 
elegant and extravagant words to use in a situation. Whether they be telling the truth or not, or trying to win you over or charm you, let's face it, the way they speak is probably the most undeniable, unmatchable thing that you, you cannot you cannot match them. It's always wonderful to hear them talk about really anything, especially when describing someone that they love or even describing something that they love. Um, they are very communicative um, as to put in a pretty, pretty word on that. Anyway, moving on to Roman mythology, known as Jupiter, um, the Greek god Dies, which would be Dios, would be God, God himself, right, would be translated from Spanish. Um, the Armenian god would be Baraznat, um, Hindu god Biraspati, um, the Egyptian god Amun, um, and in European, basically just the king and the father of, God, of all gods. Basically, Jehovah, um, if you were to speak in the Bible, would be considered Jupiter. So for all my Christians out there listening, uh, you just learned the secret as to what Jehovah really means. Stop trying to play yourselves, okay? But after that entire description, um, we can definitely see why these planets need to be in alignment with each other. They definitely need to be in alignment. Good luck, you know, uh authority you know passion drive bravery aggression you got mars jupiter together really and ready to make something wonderful either they can make something wonderful together or they can make something so deep dark and depressing and destructive um very important that you know when you are concerning the houses um, in your chart, where Jupiter and Mars lie, where they rest and who governs them and, you know, what degrees they are. Um, also very important, too, um, as to why maybe you are in anger management or as to why you might be slightly narcissistic, you know, needing praise from people, you know, um, giving favor, having favorites, having favorite children or whoever. Um, definitely to better understand yourself as to why you are the way you are and to see where Jupiter falls um, in your houses and why. Uh, always very good to discover these things. You know, where is the authority in me in my chart? Where's my aggression line? Where's my motivation? You know, where are these, where is this passion coming from? You know, and your luck as well. You have the good luck, bad luck, um, definitely would explain a lot of things. So keep that in mind, you know, when you are you know, doing your chart, keep that in mind when you are um, handling or speaking or in a relationship with either a Sagittarius or an Aries. And if you are a Sagittarius and Aries yourself, and you are just discovering, you know, this thing called astrology, if you were trying to believe it's real and wanting to know more about it, please follow this podcast. We can have so many more conversations. It is one of my favorite, favorite subjects. It is the first and foremost science that I believe in. Um, I found it to be true, dead on balls accurate. Um, since I was a child, I find it to be completely accurate um, as to how to deal with people. Um, and definitely, you know, keeping your environment in awareness, you know, just say, hey, at work, I noticed everybody's born in May, There's a lot of Gemini's happening here, you know, a lot of, of emotional, you know, and, and uh, intellectual stimulation, and everyone's a genius, you know, and everyone's trying to compete with each other, and I'm just over here, and I'm an heir and I'm trying to be aggressive in this, they're not understanding me, and yada, 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 <laughs> okay, so I really hope you guys enjoyed this episode, please like, share, follow, and subscribe, please share this with 
anyone else that you think might want to hear this information um, or just just listen to me ramble, definitely go on www.karmazizeuniverse.com. Click on podcast to catch up on my other series, catch up on my other episodes. Definitely join in the conversation, comment, share so other people can listen. I want to have a huge audience, I intend. Um, but anyway, this concludes my episode. So this is Christina with Karmazai Psychic LLC on Universal Spirit Podcast. I will see you next week with some more information about Saturn and Uranus. Let's have that conversation, guys. That one's going to be a bit of a whopper, too. Two polar opposite planets. Oh, my God. Let's see. Let's let us let them fight. What's the real Game of Thrones with those two? All right. Have a good one. Bye, my lovies.